The Leslie Marshall Show, a true democracy in talk radio. Of, for, and by you, the people. Show. This is Mark Rimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall with you for the next hour before Leslie uh, joins us following her TV appearances that she usually does on Tuesdays. Brad is also going to be with Leslie today from 4.20 to 4.50 p.m. Eastern and also 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. So, Brad, you're uh, you're in it for the long haul. Thanks for joining us today. Always a pleasure, but I think you're pushing your luck by having me on three hours uh, so soon after I did three hours on Friday. That was a fun one. That was honestly yeah, one was. Of our, our best uh, uh, received shows as far as like our podcast numbers and, and stuff. Oh, really, uh, really a lot of a lot of people listening. So it's a good sign. Um, speaking of uh, talking about the election, um, obviously today is election day, and the stroke of midnight brought history. Uh, Donald Trump actually made history uh, by becoming the first presidential candidate in 40 years, officially now, to not release his tax returns. Brad, I know you cover politics, but you're also kind of a, a student of political history. Can you kind of take take a step back and explain to us, in your mind, what the significance of this is and potentially the, the trend that it, the negative trend that it could set in presidential politics? Well, yeah, it's uh, very significant. Uh, we live in an era where Americans are very concerned about the role of money in politics. And, you know, Americans had to go in and vote today uh, without knowing anything uh, about you know, whether or not Donald Trump had paid taxes, how much he paid, if he did, uh, what kind of business relationships, for example, he has with Russia. Uh, Americans are, are used to this. Uh, you know, just if you're a member of Congress, you automatically have to uh, file a financial disclosure. Uh, but uh, Trump didn't, didn't do anything, any of that. And, you know, as you said, he's broken with 40 uh, years of tradition, which means that voters are buying the pig in the proverbial poke. And just to give some perspective, there was a, a good article. There was a couple good articles about this on both ABC News and, and Huff Post, but the Huff Post one kind of brought it into historical perspective. So I'm going to share from that a little bit. Uh, the title being "Donald Trump Breaks 40-Year Bipartisan Tradition by Not Releasing Tax Returns," um, obviously becoming the first since Gerald Ford, uh, I think almost exactly 40 years ago. Um, and if you remember, for those who were following the campaign in, in some uh, this past summer. Um, in July, Trump's campaign filed a disclosure with the FEC and issued a statement that claimed he has a massive net worth that is, quote, in excess of $10 billion, end quote, and $10 billion was in all caps. And at the time, 
Forbes listed his net worth at four and a half billion. Earlier this year, it was reevaluated by Forbes, and they knocked it down to three point seven billion. Initially, the media reacted to the statement, capital letters and all, with amusement. It was at the time considered an un, as unserious as Trump's candidacy, conventional wisdom that soon fell apart. But the episode was an early sign as to how Trump planned to run his presidency or his presidential campaign, evading transparency and accountability at every turn by refusing to release the very document that could unravel the narrative he sold of a successful, wealthy and charitable businessman. Uh, for those who also followed uh, Trump, the Washington Post's David Fahrenheit became a household name this campaign season. He was instrumental in uh, this election with his intrepid reporting on the Trump Foundation, the candidate's New York-based private foundation. Trump and his campaign often boast about his millions in charitable giving, but the numbers could not be independently verified without a copy of his tax returns. The Post reported the businessman actually used the organization to give away somebody else's money and claimed the credit for himself. And in another bizarre twist, Trump used charity money to purchase a six-foot-tall portrait of himself. Trump's tax returns could also offer answers to questions about his business dealings abroad, which you brought up, Brad, which I, I feel are extremely important, and I, I really wish the American people would have been able to look at them, especially in adversarial countries like Russia, as you mentioned. During the campaign, Democrats suggested he refused to do so because he was beholden to leaders like Russian President Vladimir Putin, a man Trump has praised at length. Uh, the Republican nominee's explanation as to why he could not release his tax returns, because as he says, they are under IRS audit, has always been nonsensical. Richard Nixon, for example, released his tax returns under audit. Moreover, there is nothing stopping Trump from disclosing tax returns for years not currently under audit. The decision to withhold information has also caused headaches for his family and campaign staff who have struggled at times to defend his position. His son, Eric, for example, Eric Trump, admitted it would be, quote, foolish for his father to release the tax returns. Donald Trump Jr., his other son, has said the move would simply invite too much scrutiny from ordinary people. Far more concerning, however, is the precedent Trump may have created for future nominees. If he loses by a smaller-than-expected margin on Tuesday, as the Huffington Post writes, the real estate mogul will have created a path for other candidates to run a viable campaign for president while withholding sensitive but pertinent information from voters. One wealthy down-ballot Republican, Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner, or Rauner, excuse me, for example, has already begun dragging his feet in doing so. And that, I think, is, you know, today it's most pertinent, obviously, with the presidential race, but I honestly hadn't thought how it could potentially affect the future, Brad, and they're yeah. right. I mean, if he if he's seen as a viable candidate, even if he does lose today, and if he wins, I mean, pfft, what's the excuse for anybody to, to release their tax returns well, yeah, going forward? Well, yeah, that's exactly true. I mean, essentially, by not releasing his taxes, uh, he's given candidates in the future carte blanche to not release them too and they can say well donald trump never released his uh... why should i uh, release mine and the other thing that bothers me about uh, trump's failure to release his taxes i remember at least twice during the course of the campaign he said i and i kind of laughed when he said it but he did say i'm going to release them before the end of the election which clearly he didn't uh... so there's another instance of him lying as as also, uh, uh, in addition to uh, withholding uh, information that's important to American voters. And, you know, this thing with Russia really bothers me. You know, we're involved in a proxy war with Russia right now in Syria. This is serious business here. Uh, earlier in the year, Trump said that he would not necessarily uh, defend any NATO country that was invaded by Russia. Uh, he's praised Vladimir Putin on uh, several occasions. So I think it 
was, uh, you know, the American public had a right uh, to see what kind of financial relationships he had uh, with and in Russia. Brad, we're going to use this opportunity to take our first break. Uh, you can join Brad and myself at 8886-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. What do you think of Donald Trump becoming the first presidential candidate in 40 years to not release his tax returns? Does it affect the way that you're voting today? Do you think that you're going to see more candidates in the future, not only on the presidential level, but Senate campaigns, maybe congressional campaigns, use this? as a way to not release their tax returns either? And if so, do you think automatically think that means a candidate is hiding something? Because I believe Trump thinks that whatever hit he's going to take by not releasing his tax returns is far less of a hit than people actually seeing what's in them. What do you think? 8886-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. Also, you're welcome to call in at any point today with your story of voting or anything you've seen at the polls, anything you want to share with us. Uh, this is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall, and we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show, 8886-LESLIE. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. Uh, Before we go to the calls, I actually want to play an audio clip of Donald Trump in uh, September. Uh, Excuse me. Actually, this was before he uh, started his presidential campaign. This is uh, shortly before that when he was in Ireland talking about his golf course. And he was asked about a previous promise he made saying that if President Obama released his long-form birth certificate, that he would release his tax returns. And then he went on to say if he ran for president. So not only did he not fulfill his previous promise of doing it because the president did release his long-form birth certificate, he then promised again if he ran for president that he would release his tax returns, which he has not. So let's hear the audio for ourselves. You questioned his citizenship during his campaign, and you said afterwards, if you produce that long-form birth cert, you produce your tax returns, but you didn't do it, did you? Well, I don't know. Did he do it? And I will be, if I decide to run for office, I'll produce my tax returns, absolutely. And uh, I would... That was actually in 2014, Uh, so that was quite a while ago. He's had plenty of time to do it, and still, as fact-checkers have showed, there's no prohibition from the IRS on releasing your tax returns. Go ahead. I I want to make another comment about this tax thing, Mark, because you really got me worked up on it. Uh, The other thing that bothers me about this tax thing is that Hillary Clinton has been pummeled uh, all through... uh, the time she's been in the race, which has been close to two years, uh, for not being transparent. And, you know, even Trump has beat her up on her emails and everything. But, you know, again, uh, this is pure hypocrisy uh, because, you know, he's not being transparent at all. Uh, Americans have a right to find out what kind of financial shape he is and what obligations he has to different companies and, and countries like Russia. And, you know, despite that, Hillary Clinton, he beats up Hillary Clinton all the time for not being transparent. Well, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Um, we want to go to a caller. Uh, I believe it's J.D. in Phoenix. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. There's so, gentlemen. 
Good. Thank you. Thank you for calling us. Uh, appreciate it. And go ahead with your thoughts today. All right. The first one, well, what he just said, uh, throwing glass stones and transparency. I just find it hilarious because, well, my 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 reason for the call is 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 the taxes, um, and it, it. I think the door was opened when Obama said he wasn't going to show his college transcripts, and I think that opens a door because then people say, well, we're hiring you for a job, but you're not going to show us this. Okay, well, that's fine. Well, we'll just hire you, and you can show us that stuff later. Uh, as far as transparency, the way I try to de- describe it to my children is, if, if I tell you, what are you doing on your phone, and you say nothing bad, and then you run to your room and you smash your phone, I'm going to say you're hiding something. I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going to forgive you for that. I'm going to say you're hiding something. Why did you smash your phone? So why are you saying that if Donald Trump is hiding his tax returns, you don't think he's hiding he's something and doing something? No, 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 no. I think he is hiding something. No, no, no. I did not vote for him. I voted against Hillary. There's a difference. But I know, I know he's hiding something. There's, there's not a doubt there. That's a, anyone who thinks there is a doubt there, they're, they're just kidding. Themselves. Well, what do you think? What do you think he's hiding? Just out of curiosity, because I mean, the, the most common assumptions based on his other public records are, are potential uh, conflict of interest with Russian business dealings he's had. I would, I'm not going to pick a country, but I would say it's the same reason that Hillary would smash her computers. What is it? Pay for pay for play or whatever it is that's going on. I don't know the answer to that question, but there is something. There's a deeper to both of them, but his, he's just saying, y'all hold on to it. But there's nothing illegal about what he's doing because everything he's done, if it was illegal, then the IRS would be on his tail. Whereas Hillary, they're on her tail because why did you smash your computer? Okay, well, you smashed it. Why did you smash yourself? Okay. Well, well let me, I got I to gotta rebut two things. Number one, uh, if you actually um, look this up, the State Department officials and any government officials are actually required to destroy, it literally says, to smash the devices that hold actual data on them that could be compromised. You can actually look that up because that was um, something that was fact-checked. But she so, smashed it after it was, after Congress said it, after they subpoenaed it. The, the, but it was not, a, you just said he's not breaking the rules. It was also not against the rules to do that, number one. It was also not against the rules, number two, for her to use a private email server because the Colin Powell, Condoleezza Rice both did this, and that was a policy that was allowed on, in the State Department while she was Secretary of State. But I want to backtack. That's really the other no, thing I'm you brought up. You on both of those. I'm agreeing with you. So, so, so the other thing I want to backtrack on is this talking point about President Obama's uh, collegiate records. That was actually debunked. If you go to factcheck.org and uh you can you i'll read you the actual text but don't take it from me you can google this because this was something that was widely distributed uh to discredit the president uh this is i'll give you the title uh it's called it's called factcheck.org and then if you search it's called obama's sealed records and it goes over a number of them uh these claims that have been debunked including his college records a thesis paper and selective service registration but i'll read the one you brought up college records quote obama's college records are not sealed by a court order as, as, and they give a graphic, as this graphic that was distributed would have you believe, it would be illegal under federal law, which is, uh, the law is the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act of 1974, for Occidental, Columbia, or Harvard Law School to give any former student's records to reporters or members of the public without the person's specific written permission. Obama hasn't released them, but neither have other presidential candidates released their college records. George W. Bush's grades at Yale eventually became public, but only because someone leaked them to the New Yorker magazine. Bush himself rele- refused to release 
released them according to a 1999 profile in Washington Post. So there's no actual, pro- again, prohibition on well, previous presidents. Yeah, but you're saying the same thing. You're saying that he's not agreeing to release it. So there's something that, again... But the, but the difference is there's a 40-year precedent. Of, there wasn't the, the other presidents before Barack Obama have not released them yet you're saying that this changed with President Obama and I just gave you examples of other presidents that it didn't this is the first time in 40 years not even just winners winners losers anybody running for president did not release their tax returns and you heard he promised to do it when he said if Barack Obama releases his long form birth certificate then he didn't do it he gave no reason at all then he said if I ran for president I would do it then he ran for president and now was giving an excuse that has been debunked if, for the IRS. If you're looking for someone to defend that, you got the wrong dude. <laughs> well, uh, but, but yeah. I felt I'm that you were... I'm with you 100%. I'm saying the reason the door was opened, I think, is because of that. But that, but I, my point I'm trying to make to you, sir, is you. I, I think that's a false equivalency, number one, because of the level of information we can gain from it based on, especially you have someone who's been doing it for 40 years, all these candidates, and number two... Other candidates before President Obama did not release their college records, so why are you pointing to him? I think, okay, here's, here's what I would boil it down to then. If you, if you want to boil all the salt off the eggs, let's go all the way down to why don't we just make it a law then, or make it a law, or make it a requirement, not a law. Make it a requirement. You have to be 35 and all this mess. Let's just make that one of the requirements. I, I have no problem with that. I, I think I think we're in agreement on that. So I'm I'm happy we were able to uh, agree on that, and, and I appreciate. No, we your call agreed today. on both things, just so you know. All right. Well, thank I'm you for thank you for calling today. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you, you your input. Have a great day. You too. Thank you very much, uh, Brad. Before we go to break, did you want to comment on that at all? We've got about a minute till break, and you can finish after. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. The thing about you know Obama's grades. Who cares? Uh, but. The kind of financial relationship that a possible president has with Russia, that's pretty important stuff. Uh, and I think, you know, who cares whether Barack Obama uh, got a, uh, a B or a B-plus in English lit. Uh, but I care a lot about what kind of financial relationships Donald Hump, Trump has with Russia. They're our worst enemy in the world. We're involved in a proxy war with them. Americans deserve to know. And it's a matter of national security. And the other thing, I'll, I'll well, we'll get to this after break. I don't want to run over break here. So uh, there's another point that I think why it's especially important for not just any candidate, but Trump specifically, that we see his financial information. Uh, we'll talk about why after the break. If you'd like to join us, the number to do so is 888-6-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. And we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall, joined by a good friend of the show, Brad Bannon, who runs Bannon Communications Research, a polling, message development, and media firm which helps labor unions, progressive issue groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. Brad's also a senior advisor to and contributing editor for Tiller4U.com. That's T I L L. ER, the number four, YOU.com. It's the social media network for politics. He also lectures in political science at Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts. You can follow him on Twitter at Brad Bannon. That's B R A D 
B-A-N-N-O-N. If you'd like to follow myself as well on Twitter, it's at Mark J. Grimaldi. That's M-A-R-K-J-G-R-I-M-A-L-D-I. We are now back from the break. And, Brad, the other point I wanted to bring up before we go to our calls is I think, obviously, for any candidate, regardless of their circumstances, breaking precedent on a 40-year bipartisan standard, which is to release your taxes. Trump has made history today by becoming the first major presidential candidate in 40 years not to do so. The other thing that I think is extremely important why it would have been even more important for him and and kind of looking at the big picture to release them is his entire argument on why he'd be a good president is that he's a good businessman and he would be good for the economy. Yet all we have to go by is a lot of his bravado in these filings, you know, these business filings, which can be really doctored up by accountants from what I've, you know, heard and, and read briefly on. So really the tax returns would have told us what kind of businessman he's actually been, how successful he's been or not, especially with all the bankruptcies that he's had. I think it would have been especially important because also he's never held elected office so we have no record of you know an elected official where we can actually look at his voting record or something we know less about this candidate than we do about almost any other political candidate in modern history so i would argue it's even more important for someone like him to have released their tax returns would you, would you agree with that oh absolutely uh absolutely and again uh one of the Great concerns. You know, one of the reasons, Ameri- you know, we all know, we've talked about this before on the show, our Americans are angry. Uh, and one of the reasons they're angry is they're, they're angry about the ties between their elected officials, financial ties between their, fin- uh, their elected officials, uh, and various interest groups. And, again, you know, who knows? who uh, Donald Trump is obliged to, uh, who he has business relationships with. Uh, Americans deserve to know. And again, you know, what? the other thing that bothers me is that Trump promised at least twice, you just played the clip a while ago, releasing his taxes, and he never did. And another clear instance where he lied to the American people. Yeah, and that's a pretty major promise. I mean, he's he's broken other promises, but that's pretty serious stuff right there, especially because it happened multiple times and it's been, you know, a bipartisan uh, tradition for 40 years. Um, it's pretty sad that the other caller pointed out that we have to make it a law because, you know, he's just of such character or lack of character to not keep his word on something so major that a law would have to be made. You know, they'd have to call it the Trump law or something uh, so that people would have to do it. I think it's a pretty sad day. Um, Next, I want to go to Jake in Eureka, California, who uh, is becoming more of a regular caller. We always love hearing from you, Jake. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hello? Hey, uh, are you there, Jake? Yeah, no, this is Jeff in Phoenix. Oh, Jeff in Phoenix. Sorry, uh, hold on. You know what? Let's, let's go back to uh, Jake, and then we'll go back to Jeff. Hit the wrong line there. Sorry, Jake. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, you know, Donald Trump is simply an empty suit, and he's a Manchurian candidate courtesy of Moscow and Vladimir Putin. He doesn't want to show us his tax returns because he's been involved in a long-term criminal tax evasion scheme. And he hasn't even shown us proof that he's under audit. Now, the, the fact that he says he's under audit, that's not a fact. He's not even proven that. And when it gets down to it, I think what he really likes to conceal is what's in those apprentice tapes. Uh, yes. you know, he apparently has no business acumen. If anyone ever watched The Apprentice, they know how heavily edited that TV show was to try to make him look good because clearly he didn't know what he was doing. And on top of it, apparently he likes to use the N-word a lot. Yep. I mean, we all know what a misogynist pig he is. And I think it's about time we saw those apprentice tapes. What's Donald Trump got to hide after all? 
No, that's that's true. Uh, there was a producer after the the tape, the now infamous tape of him saying you're talking about forcibly sexually assaulting and groping women um, with Billy Bush, where uh, the one of the Apprentice producers talked about that there is a tape of him using the N word, uh, and they obviously have not released it. Um, and there's been pressure uh, on the studio to release it, and the producer that apparently has been threatening uh, employees, his name his name escapes me now, former Apprentice employees, um, and he apparently has them on lockdown so i agree with you it's just another example of lack of transparency from this person who we know so little about we're supposed to just trust him that it's just going to be the greatest thing ever if we elect him yet you know based on any type of actually hard evidence we have of what he's done in his life it never ever ever seems to add up to his words even if it was something positive it's never even close to the large promises that he makes and most of the time it's completely you know in the opposite direction not paying small business owners and contractors stiffing them out of money threatening them in lawsuits talking about how he he says no he tr- no one respects women more than him yet he's got 12 women who have come forward bravely to accuse him of sexual assault or groping uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more Jake and I, I appreciate your call thank you Thank you. All right. Next, now we go to Jeff and Phoenix. Sorry about that, Jeff. Uh, go ahead with hey. your thoughts. Uh, no problem. No problem. Hey, listen, the Republican Party they have all the they have all the dirt on him already. They couldn't get rid of him in the uh, primary because they, there were so many people supporting him. So what they do is they say things about they always put things that they're doing to others or other people. They suppress suppressing the vote. You know, they said that as soon as Hillary Clinton became president, they would impeach her. Okay, but who they're going to impeach is him, because they're going to make his VP the president, and they pick another Republican as the VP. So they have all the dirt on him already, and as soon as he gets into office, he will be impeached, and the VP will become the president. That crazy... uh Pence, yeah. No, honestly, I've heard, you know, analysis talking about just with all the lawsuits, and thank you, Jeff, for your call, that Trump is facing that it would be hard for him to make it through a a full four-year term. God forbid we have to face that. I mean, he's got uh, the Trump University case coming up uh, in the next couple months, I believe, which, you know, he's on the hook for... Actually, this month, November month. 28th. Okay, thank you, Brad. That's right. That was the day he told everybody to vote by accident, November 28th, but maybe that's what was on his mind. Probably. is he's got to go to court for that. He has, I forget how many open lawsuits against him. It's something just unbelievable. I, I'll have to find the number, but it's unbelievable. And obviously the way that he's treated, you know, people that he's dealt with, the type of things he said to isolate our NATO allies, um, you know, the, the things that have come out of his mouth, the accusations about assaulting women. I mean, I honestly don't have confidence that he, if he was president, he wouldn't try to sexually assault another woman over the next four years. I really couldn't say that. I mean, if he's done it 12 times that we know about, how do you think that the man, if he's, you know, this power hungry person, he's got the most power position in the world. Don't you think that would just embolden him more to do what he ever he thinks he can with women? I just think, I mean, there's so many terrifying situations about if this person was president that it's. I shudder to even begin thinking about them. But it's a really good point that um, Jeff brought up. I want to go next to. Um, Let's actually take a break, and then we'll go to our other calls, uh, Brad. We're going to come back with our final segment. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. You can join us for the last segment at 888-6-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. And do not fret if you don't get through this hour and you want to talk to Brad. Brad's going to be on next hour with Leslie. Uh, He's going to be on from 420 to 450 p.m. Eastern and then 506 to 558 p.m. Eastern. So uh, you will be able to talk to Brad now in hour two or hour three. Again, this is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. 
Marshall, and we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. You're listening to The Leslie Marshall Show. Truth for all sides of the spectrum. 888-6-LESLIE. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. Going right back to the phone lines. Next, we go to uh, Ishmael on line five in Virginia. Ishmael, thank you so much for calling. Always uh, great to hear from you. What did you want to uh, share today? Yes, yes, sir. Thank you, Brad, and thank you, Mark. Hello to you, gentlemen. Hi to you. Hi. Thanks for having. Thanks, sir, for joining us. Go ahead with your thoughts. You got it. I just wanted to know, I went today with four people, and I casted my vote for Hillary, and I double-checked, I triple-checked to make sure that I voted for Hillary directly. And and what I don't understand is that all Donald Trump followers, everything that they're raving about, you know, big corporation taking jobs overseas, you know, uh, rich getting richer, you know, he exhibits all of it. He don't have a billion dollar in taxes. The average person in, in Pennsylvania who makes 40000 a year cannot do that. You know, so everything that they're raving about, he exhibit. He did it, and he did it very well, and he took advantage of the system, but they still follow him. Thank it, you so much. You're right, Ishmael, and his his policies are even worse of doubling down on that. He wants to give larger tax breaks to corporations than George yep. W. Bush did, which resulted, obviously, in the 2008 recession. The companies did yep. not you know, trickle down the money. They kept it on their balance sheets, kept cash on their balance sheets. And you're right about the money. I mean, look at the, you know, Ishmael, you've listened to me for a while. My biggest issue is, is, and Brad, you, you've probably heard this till, you know, (laughs) to, to beat a horse here is campaign finance reform and money in politics. And Donald Trump has not said he would overturn, have uh, Supreme Court justices that would overturn Citizens United. Hillary Clinton has. Hillary Clinton has went one step further and said that she would introduce a constitutional amendment in her first 30 days of elected president to overturn Citizens United. Obviously, we know the Supreme Court path is a lot more realistic. But still, you have those two things on her side. And to make matters worse, Donald Trump hired David Bossie, who was the head of Citizens United when the case went to the Supreme Court in 2010, as his deputy campaign manager a couple months ago so if you want to know where they stand for those who care about getting money out of politics the choice couldn't be clearer hillary clinton is the far superior choice and we have a clear path finally to getting money out of politics and overturning citizens united with hillary clinton as president uh appointing a fifth uh liberal supreme court justice to break the four four tie uh next we go to uh reggie in georgia reggie always great to hear from you as well go ahead with your thoughts happy to these you guys you too uh, how you doing, Brad? Do you think Fine. that Donald Trump's egotistical narcissism will allow him to concede no, no, yes or no, and why or why not? Number one and two, aren't you finally, aren't you guys finally glad that this is all over? Well, there's a lot more sweating to do tonight, I think, Reggie, and my my stomach has been in knots just for days. But Brad, um, I. I know if you want to kind of give a brief uh, answer here, because I know you're going to explore that with Leslie Moore, and I don't want to take away from uh, your guys' thunder, but if you want to kind of give a little tease here and then go ahead uh, okay. and expand more next hour. Okay. Well, pers- I, I, you know, tr- I have no idea what tr- – it's assume Hillary wins. I have no idea, Reggie, what Donald Trump is going to say tonight. Usually 
There's a tradition, sort of like releasing your taxes if you run for president. And the tradition is you lose, uh, you call the uh, other candidate, uh, congratulate her, and then give a gracious concession speech. I have no idea if Trump's going to do that, and actually it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't, uh, because I think if he... The reason why I think why he doesn't want to concede the election is is because he if he concedes the election he's admitting to himself he lost and I don't think he can admit he lost uh, especially to Hillary Clinton so you know the, this democracy uh, depends on a smooth uh, transition from one president to another and I'm afraid we may not get it here and I've been telling people that the uh, between now and the inauguration uh, could be a worse, uh, the atmosphere could be more poisonous than it was before the election. I totally agree with you, Brad. I saw, uh, I don't know if you've, uh, have you ever heard of Samantha B? She does Full yeah. Frontal on TV. She is so good. I'm telling you, she should have become the new host of The Daily Show. For those of you who hadn't had a, have a chance to check her out, you got to check her on YouTube. She's um, incredible. She um, did a show yesterday about um, a number of different issues, but one of the things she brought up was Trump's treatment of the press, and I will tell you, I would be far less scared of seeing what he does if he loses than what he does if he wins. They went back and found quotes from this election season. I had heard about him talking about opening up libel laws so he could sue the press if they wrote anything critical about him to basically scare off journalism. Now he's trying to open his own TV station, basically having state-run media like Russia if he was the winner. And he joked about killing journalists, which has happened in Russia. I mean, she did just a great job of digging up all this footage and putting it together, and it just was horrible. Horrifying because if we don't have the free press to hold these people accountable, then you have a situation in Russia where we all know here Putin's a horrible leader. You know, he's dangerous. He has uh, political opponents killed, but he's got an 82 percent approval rating because he literally the, the Kremlin has a direct line to the TV producers in Russia. So they control all the content. And if well, you well, let me say one other thing sure. to answer Reggie's question, I'm not a big Richard Nixon fan, but. In 1960, uh, when he was running against John Kennedy, there was widespread voter fraud in two states that John Kennedy won. Um, Ohio, excuse me, uh, Illinois and Chicago, uh, and in Texas in the uh, Rio Grande Valley area. And Nixon thought about challenging the results on election night, but he decided not to because he didn't want to screw up uh, the smooth transition that Americans suspect from one president to another. So he basically graciously conceded um, and went away for eight years. And I have fears that Trump's not going to do that. Well, we will see. The one way I think we can assure him doing it, Brad, is if not only Hillary wins, but if she wins decisively to the point where he really can't say anything. And we still have the power to do so. I have voted today. Have you voted yet, Brad? last week good man and if those who uh, voted are still have some nervous energy i mentioned this last show with brad you can go to move on our move on.org forward slash win that's move on.org forward slash win regardless of where you live you can do uh phone banking from your from your own cell phone text messaging um definitely help with not only the presidential race but the senate races as well and if you have trouble voting any voter intimidation issues or any issues at all you or anyone you know please pass along this phone number it's uh, a free 
hotline and they have lawyers and everyone who can help you resources the number is 866 our vote that's 866 o u r v o t e or you can actually go to their website which is also 866ourvote.org next i want to go to norman in ohio norman welcome to the show and go ahead with your thoughts please Hi, I'm a longtime fan of uh, Leslie Marshall, and I'm I'm, in, I'm enjoying listening to you. Thank you. Apparently, apparently there was a video of um, of, of uh, Donald looking over the uh, partition to see who his wife was voting for. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that video, Norman, and it's really, really funny too uh, because he has this look on his face that, um, gee, I better check to make sure she's voting for me after uh, wow. seeing the Access Hollywood tape. That's amazing. I actually had not heard that, Norman. I'll have to check that out. So thank you for that. And uh, it, is, it is so disgusting. I have true. been telling. I have been telling my Republican friends, and I can understand them. I I don't agree with them. My uh, politics are somewhat to the left of Bernie Sanders, considering that my father, a blessed memory, ran for state senator on the American Labor Party ticket back in 48. And I, I, I told him, listen, you, know, you don't have to vote for Trump. Vote for the rest of the Republican line if you have to, but you really don't have to put him on there. And um, I'm just hoping, and I'm hoping that Mrs. Clinton gets the... Um, gets the Senate, because if she doesn't, there is going to be four years of, the, of worse obstructionism than against, um, than, than against Obama. Have a great day, and God bless the system. Thank you. Thank you very much, Norman, and I agree with you. It's not only important to get Hillary Clinton elected, we have to vote for Democratic senators, especially because the Republicans like Ted Cruz, John McCain, and Richard Burr have already talked about stonewalling uh, any Supreme Court nominee that Hillary Clinton would put forward for another four years. We need at least a 50-50 tie. If Clinton's in office, vice pre- the vice president would be Kane, and he could break the tie. They could nuke the filibuster rule, and we won't get too far into the weeds. But the point is... If we have Hillary Clinton and we have a Democratic Senate, we can have a Supreme Court back, and that will make a massive difference in overturning Citizens United, uh, restoring the Voting Rights Act, which we're seeing today. There were 868 less polling places this year than in 2012, despite the population growing, uh, not decreasing. 868 less voting places this year than in 2012. That is shameful, and it's a direct result of the Voting Rights Act being stripped away in uh, Shelby versus Holder in 2013. Uh, I wanted to go next to George in Texas. George, uh, thank you for your call, and go ahead with your thoughts, please. Yeah, uh, first of all, just to get it out of the way, I'm going to say, Obama, we're going to miss you. It was a class act, and there won't be another one like him for a long time. I agree. Um, and the other thing I wanted to uh, interject was, uh, I think to me, Trump shows uh, how much. Uh, oh, George, you still there? Your phone, I think, was cutting out a little. You still there? Mm-hmm. Yep, go ahead again. You still there, George? All right, I'll make George's point for him uh, just because I think his phone went out, but I think it's a good one. He says, Bernie Sanders was right that we really need free college education for everyone because if it wasn't for the uneducated, Trump wouldn't be in the position he is as the Republican nominee. And I don't think he means that. I mean, that could definitely come off as insulting, but if you look at the level of education that corresponds with the amount of people who are voting against their own financial interests, as Trump said, quote him himself, he said, I love the poorly educated. Um, We are out of time, but Brad is going to be back 
with Leslie uh, next hour. We're going to have Leslie coming back. She's going to do her rip from the headlines, so you'll get the latest news. Uh, then 4.20 to 4.50 p.m. Eastern, Brad will rejoin Leslie. Uh, then we'll have Talk Media News, and he will be with her down the stretch with the final hour from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern as we bring you the latest election news here on Election Day on the Leslie Marshall Show. This has been Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. It's always a pleasure. Please get out there and vote if you haven't yet. If you have any problems voting, you or anyone you know, go to 866-OUR-VOTE. That's 866-O-U-R-V-O-T-E. And there's still time to volunteer and help to get out the vote effort. Please, at least just on your phone, go to moveon.org forward slash win and see what you can do. Use that nervous energy to get a victory for the Democratic uh, presidency and Senate. This is Mark Grimaldi.